So tonight, it is the first test between England and South Africa at Lords, and the market with Tab has England two dollars ten, South Africa four dollars fifty, and the draw is paying two dollars seventy now. Where England have been on fire, Basball as they're calling it, this attacking approach with Brendan McCallum now coach and Ben Stokes the captain, three nil against New Zealand, and then they beat India in that postponed fifth test from last year's series and Dean Elgar pup the Proteus captain he was asked about <laughs> Basball what about his comment he said he has absolutely no interest in the style that England has played and he'd like to see them do it against his quicks uh, so <laughs> he's more than happy to just go bring it on adding a bit of spice mm. to the start of this three test series uh, ben Stokes didn't want to be drawn into that, just wants to focus on his own side, of course. But uh, yeah. the South Africans do have some decent quicks. Marco Janssen, this, who will be exposed to for the first time later this year, real tall left armour. They've got Rabada and Ngidi yep. and Norcha, mm. who goes pretty well as well. Uh, Dwayne yep. Olafia, uh, injured for the series, is quite tall and uh, Quick as well. Who's their spinner? Uh, they've got Maharaj, the left armour. Well, he, yeah, he's okay. He's, he's okay. A, he's better than England spinner. Yes. Jack Leach. Yep. Um, yeah, good attack. South Africa, good attack. Um, England, good attack in, though, in English conditions as well. Again, uh, South African quicks, uh, probably because of conditions in South Africa, probably a bit quicker than the England quicks, hit the wicket a bit harder, a bit tall, a bit of extra bounce, where England will utilise swing bowling. They'll go natural swing with that brand new ball, and if the wickets are flat, they'll try and utilise reverse swing. Um, so yeah, two two good attacks in those conditions. So it's going to be hard for for both batting units. Um, I think the key is going to be trying knock blokes over early and get stuck into the middle order with that brand new ball. But yeah. I think what else is, you know, the opposition captain meant to say, Dean Elgar, if he's going to say, you know, you can say what you want about Brendan McCullum, but he can't bat bowl field. Hmm. So he can't have too much impact. I, I, and I think that's probably the right approach as well. I wouldn't be caring too much about, um, you know, Brendan's approach as a coach. And I love Baz and I think he'll, he'll do a great job for them. But I'd be more concerned about, you know, this England batting lineup. How can we knock Johnny Bairstow over? He's been in good form. Joe Root's probably been the best batsman in Test cricket over the last 12 months. How do we get him out? And then Ben Stokes, who's got the potential to, to win a game on his own. That's what I'd be focused on if I was South Africa. Um, and then making sure you can, when you get a chance with the bat, you've got to put a decent total on that scoreboard. Uh, by the way, Brad Davison's tip. Canterbury race three number one star sparks a three dollar eighty chance with tab. Uh, big news in the AFL at the moment concerning Alastair Clarkson, the champion coach, uh, won all those premierships, four of them with Hawthorne. Now GWS were yesterday informed by Clarkson that he wants to stay in Victoria, and as Loz said yesterday, Adam Uze, who's the Melbourne assistant coach, is the favourite for the GWS job. Uh, now, North Melbourne reportedly wants to know today whether Clarkson is still interested, and they've offered him a five-year deal. Uh, so uh, Essendon, though, set to ramp up talks, Loz. So if the, North Melbourne would be head-held in hands if they didn't get him because it looks like they were just about over the line, and they are going woefully, as we know. But now Essendon, huge club, all of a sudden are moving quickly. And looks like their own coach is just about to be on the scrap heap, Ben Rutten. Alistair Clarkson looks like, oh, I think he's going to go to Essendon now, Loz. 
Oh, well, it seems like that, doesn't it? I mean, Essendon's a massive club, financially secure, got a good playing list that are capable of playing finals and they're not far away from winning a flag. Whereas you look at North Melbourne, under-resourced, financially not as well off as Essendon. They're not a massive club as such and probably is going to take a, a long time. And I think Clarkson when he left Hawthorne, said his next position will be at a club where he thinks he can win a flag rather than a rebuild. If he goes to North, it's a rebuild. If he goes to Essendon, he can challenge for a comp. And I think that's the thing that will entice him to go there. I think financially, they're not going to be beaten, Essendon. They've got a better player roster. You want for nothing there as a coach. I'm a bit like you. I th- I think it was nearly done the deal at North Melbourne, but I think the fact that the president from Essendon has stood down, who was a supporter of Ben Rutten, that suggests to me that this new board, they want Alistair Clarkson at least spoken to and they want to see whether they can bring him to the club and it looks as though that may well happen. Blow for GWS. So I reckon he was really in, in the mix as well. Do you uh, reckon? Yeah, I do. I do. Just because they've got, still got a very attractive list. Mm, they've got some talent. Listen to Crawf speak a couple of times about it. I, I think the attraction for him was to go to and stay in Melbourne. Mm. I, I think the attraction was to stay in Melbourne and, and try and get to a big club if he could rather than going to a fledgling club. GWS, you know, they're not big in the AFL terms. You know, they're a, they're, they're a good club. They sit out there, you know, at Homebush and haven't got a great supporter base. I, 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 it, while they might have a decent team, I still don't think that would have been the, the carrot for Clarkson. I think the carrot for him, go to a big club, have success and go to a club that's well-managed, well-financed, you want for nothing you got everything at your disposal. You're going to have a better chance of winning a comp there than anywhere else. Now, just in Formula One, uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix. Now, not everyone's a fan. Uh, Mercedes boss Toto Wolff, he's told the Financial Times, it's athletes in high-performance machines. It's about life and death. And on top of that, we added keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> Although we conceded the momentum that the sport has gained in the US by... Uh, drive to survive. I'll tell you what, Nick Kyrgios will be looking forward to the tennis base, uh, the tennis theme series too, which is, uh, I, I believe, not too far away. Um, you know, he's he's not playing Davis Cup, by the way, Nick Kyrgios. But what he's going to, the exposure, even he's going to get further. He's already, you know, they're already flocking to see him play at centre courts at Wimbledon, etc. But when he's followed by a documentary crew. I mean, it's just going to open up the intrigue so much more and offer so many more opportunities, even perhaps even from a corporate sense, like what it's done for the for Formula One, opening them up to new markets. Mm. It's, he's a soap opera, and people are intrigued about what he does. They might not necessarily agree with everything he does do, but they're intrigued by him. They want to know a bit more about him. They want to follow him. They want to see what he's like when he's not playing tennis. They want to see what he's like when he's practising tennis. They all see what he does on the field. So I can see oh, Nick man. Kyrgios, you know, the documentary, 
and if people are following him around, I can see people taking an interest in it. Yeah, big time. <laughs> You're looking forward to watching it, Clark? He may. It will not do him any favours in this country. That's what I do know. Outside of this country, yep. Yeah. It might win a million more, millions more fans. They might put him on a pedestal. They might love him more. They might love his personality. Exactly like the Kardashians, for example. In America, yeah, they polarise, but a lot of people love them because that's just their life on show. Not in Australia, man. It doesn't work. Hmm. It does It's like reality TV. You can go, you can, Nick Kyros could go and do his own reality TV right now. The camera would follow him around for the next 12 months and show his life and make his $2 million or $3 million, whatever it is, but won't help his reputation in Australia. Out of Australia, different story. But, yeah, I, yeah if Nick's going to be involved in it, I'm sure he's getting paid a, a very handsome fee. Otherwise, he, he wouldn't be doing it. He won the sporting, by the way. He beat Alejandro Davidovich Fakina of Spain, 7564 in the opening round of the ATP event in Cincinnati. Morning, Cookie. Good morning, guys. Never thought we'd be mentioning the Kardashians on this radio show. But... <laughs> Loz's favourite. Well, who, got a, who, who got a run last week, Loz? Nancy Pelosi, someone brought up. Yes, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> and Loz right. never thought that name would have gone What's happened to us? <laughs> uh, Cookie, look over your shoulders. We're coming, is what your teammate Latrell Mitchell said. Uh, to basically everyone else in the NRL after you win against Parramatta last Friday night. Do you share his sentiment? Well, he's, um, obviously, we know how the troll plays with, with passion. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a very confident player. And um, if there's anyone that could probably say that, um, it, it's him. And um, we've got to make sure we do a good job and, and back up his comments as well. But um, no, no doubt we, um, we're happy with where we're heading at the moment. Um, as a team, and and we're playing playing some good footy. Uh, definitely been building on some of the issue uh, you know, issues we've had uh, throughout the year, and it's all about being consistent. But you know the, the way we're finishing off this season, um, really going to see where we're at. You know we had a good get, win against Para, but you know t- tomorrow night's going to be a different mm-hmm. game, and and get through that one first. And then we've got you know Cowboys and Roosters, so we play some play some good footy, um, and obviously looking to win those games. We'll be in a really good spot for that those finals, yeah. Yeah, Cookie, I was going to ask, how do you get that balance between, you know, do you want an easy run leading into the finals or do you want a tough three games like you guys have, knowing once you get there, if you if you do go into the finals winning these three, that you, you will be full of confidence and playing your best footy? And, and with that, do you risk someone like Luttrell with this groin injury or if, if he's not 100%, you just hold him back? No, he, he seems pretty, pretty good today. Uh, obviously, we'll have a run today as well. Uh, but, you know, I like, like the games that we've got coming up because it's yeah, going to okay. actually put us... We're, we're going to know where we're at because, um, obviously, we've been winning some games lately. But, like I said, we've got beat Para. Um, you know, they're a really good side. They, they have been a little bit inconsistent at, at times. But, you know, we're coming up against, um, you know, two of the top three uh, sides the next couple of weeks uh, with the uh, Roosters hitting form two and Cowboys and Penrith. So, um, those two teams have been consistently in that top three all, all year pretty much. So... Um, especially after tomorrow night and heading again, we're going to see exactly where we are um, and, and anything we need to improve on or, or um, you know, not not so much change, but yeah, where, where to improve before we get there. So I think it's going to be a real good test and use it to our advantage to, to see where we're at. I knew you guys had a performance in you like the other night, Cookie, but I wasn't expecting a 26-0 result uh, against the Eels, who are always a tough footy team. But what impressed you most with your performance? Yeah, probably probably the Tanil part, um, especially when we were up. Um, you know, last week 
against Warriors, we had a good lead. We came out in the second half and, and dropped off our standards of um, completion and, and defence and discipline. We are probably lucky we had that good lead that we could, you know, had a bit of score on pressure at the end where they had a few errors and we scored an extra couple of tries. But um, I think on the weekend, just, you know, it was a full uh, full performance the whole game. And, um, you yeah, know, especially the last five minutes, you know, they'll, they'll try and everything, you know, throwing a few offloads out, out the back and, um, you know, trying to score some points and, and we kept scrambling. Uh, it wasn't the, the prettiest defence, but we, we stopped the tries. So I think uh, that was just a real good sign of, uh, our mindset of protecting our, our goal line, which is uh, which has been a big work on for us this year, um, leaking easy points. So I think that was a, a real good uh, sign of a team that's looking after each other out there. And looking ahead to this huge match against the Panthers, well, how's Latrell's groin? <laughs> I'm sure you love being asked that, Cookie, but how is it? Yeah, well, he's um, he seems fine as far as I know. He's playing. Uh, I'm sure they'll they'll test him out today. Uh, oh, yeah, he left the training. Uh, left the field early the other day, uh, but I heard it was yeah just tightness and a bit bit sore, but no no damage. He hasn't had a skin or anything, I believe. So uh, as far as I know, he's playing playing, mate. So um, yeah, like he's he's in really good form, been re- building really nicely. I thought his power game was um, you know was was his best uh, since he's returned. He's been building nicely, so we just got to keep doing uh, what we're doing and putting those uh, those star plays in those positions so they can you know play their game. Penrith are coming off a loss to Melbourne and they didn't score any points last weekend. In your review, who's the, the key players you need to shut down? And I, I can't believe he's been named and I'm, I don't know whether he'll play or not, but Liam Martin, I don't know whether you saw him roll his ankle or not last weekend, but um, it'll be a miracle if, if he plays. But when you look at this team from Penrith and there's no Cleary and Luai, who's the, the key figure in that team, do you think? Yeah, uh, obviously, Liam, that ankle didn't look too too good last week. Um, you know, I was hearing he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, but I know he's he's one tough um, tough guy, so you never know if he'll be out there tomorrow. Big inclusion of Edwards as well. Um, and on Edwards, the back five, I think that's where they're, they're so strong. Um, they do such a great job getting their, their team forward and out of out of their own end and, and on the front foot. So I think their back five's, you know, averaging you know, something like 700 metres or something that is, or even more. So that's, um, that's a big one for us tomorrow. We've got to make sure that we're, we're completing our sets and getting a good kick away and defend, uh, defending their back five, um, you know, first few carries of this, every set because they're just, they're doing such a great job of getting them on the front foot and that's how Pender play. They get forward, they, they play a real disciplined game and keep kicking your corners, wait for you to make errors and then, um, you know, strike when, when they're on their line. So we can't let them get into that position because, you know, no matter, we, they've got two halves out who uh, normally they're starting halves, but the guys in there are doing a great job and they've still got a lot of threat uh, we've obviously Edwards, Crichton, uh, kick out as well, and, and Yo and well, Coruscant. So, mate, I've almost named the whole side. So, yeah, they've, um, they've, got, they've got great, great, um, great talent there. Even though those two guys are out, so it's, uh, it's going to be a big game and one that's really going to see where we're at. And Cookie, you get well, Nochlinilius, but also Campbell Graham back as well from a fractured cheekbone. I think he's one of your unsung heroes. Probably doesn't get the plaudits he deserves. Oh, mate, um, here he does for sure. Uh, we, especially, um, I can't, you know give him enough praise for what he does on the field. I see what he does. Uh, he gets us out of our own end as well. He's, he's one of those guys that takes those tough carries and doesn't walk away from, uh, you know, shy away from the hard work. And, and in defence, he's so strong as well. So, um, you know, in the past, we've, you know, put him up against kick-out and, you know, big big bodies out there and he's, he's done his job out there and held his own really well. And, um, you yeah, know, I'm really happy to have him back. He's he's someone that um, all the boys uh, love to have, love playing alongside of as well. So, yeah, real happy to have him back in the side tomorrow. Reading in the paper today, Jai Arrow's been battling a stomach bug, but there's a bit of rivalry between he and Spencer Lenu. What's that all about? 
I don't know. What? Do you, any update? What have you got? Oh, oh, apparently, yeah, they, uh, they had incident and after yeah. full time, last time you played each other. Oh, I do, yeah, briefly remember that. Um, oh, good, they'll add, add to yes. tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> In the, Spencer might want to go straight through his ribs in tomorrow if he's got a bit of a stomach issue. See how that happens. But, um, but um, yeah, Joel, Joel was a bit sick the other day uh, and um, didn't have to do weights, so that might have been just an excuse to get out of that. But he, uh, he's in his... He's not running scared, is he? No, we're just, we're staying, I'm staying away from him, but <laughs> whatever he's got. So, um, no, but, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he gets through training today all good. But, yeah, he looked a bit... He was out there. He's tough, Joel. He never complains about anything, but he was... Uh, you could tell he just he just wasn't himself the other day at training. So um, hopefully he's feeling better today and and uh, even more so tomorrow. Uh, Cookie Kangaroos coach Malman Inger he's, he was asked about well one position where depth is no problem and what was that position? It was your position at hooker, <laughs> of course. What would it mean to you to go to a World Cup? Mate, it'd be a dream come true to go over the World Cup. It's um, one thing I'd love to do, and it's, it's obviously with COVID pushed it back a couple of years. Um, and so, you know, to go over there and, you know, represent your country and play in the World Cup and obviously, you know, want to go on and win that as well would be uh, something that, you know, not many players get to do. So, um, you know, it's a bit weird answering this question when I know Loz is, Loz is listening as well. I think he's part of the stuff. But, mate, um, yeah, that'd be great. Oh, what a... <laughs> Talk with him. Clarky, that was a front foot defence he'd be proud of. Yeah, what else can he say? Like, how hard is it, Loz? Just pick him. It's not, not that difficult. Like, to me, I'll speak for you, Cookie. Mate, best number nine in the, best number nine in the game. It's a no-brainer. Should have been played, what, two years ago at the World Cup when he was playing his absolute best. Still gold, Cookster. You're in for me. I appreciate it, mate. You picked for me. You, you can take a spare nine. Oh. That's going to be, that's gonna be your beef. Are you going to take... Are you going to take Ben Hunt as the spare nine or bench or Coruscant? That's the only decision you got. Oh, and the other dude from Manly as well. What's his name? Uh, from Melbourne. Melbourne. Harry Grant. Yeah, he's not bad either, Harry. <laughs> yeah, well, that's your decision. You got three to pick one spot for the bench. <laughs> Cookie's your starter. You've just described exactly why this is the most difficult position. I don't to pick. see what's difficult about that. Well, you just named 48 players. No, I named one as the number nine, Cookie. And now I named three to pick for the for your fourteen. Oh, okay, sweet. You've really narrowed Seems it Seems very simple to me. <laughs> Done. Let me know if you want me to come to that selection meeting, Was I'll help you out. It's a great position for Australia to be in. We've got a lot of depth in all positions. Yeah, so exactly. We're going right. to have a good side. All right. What do you got for us today, Cookie? Um, well, it was good value to a few scratchings, but it is the favourite. Um, race five, number five. Um, oh, at Sydney today. Race five, five. Loz, I was thinking, what? Bartoselli. Have you got a tip, uh, Loz, and we'll just multi him up? Uh, you know what? We have. Bandied together. Ooh. Does it change? You're you all right with that, Loz? Being on the same team? Jeez. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right being on the same team. <laughs> Not competing against him? No, I'll, I'll go the second favourite. Hell I am. No, well, you've said to multi him up. Have you got another tip? And we'll multi them up. Oh, right. Sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I was looking at that race. Right, uh, hang on. Well, uh, uh, here we go. Hang on. I'll just give me a quick look. Boys, keep talking while I have a look, please. Pick a number. Yeah, I've got to pick a race. <laughs> See, the thing pick, is, pick both. Oh, <laughs> you've really, you've really done it to him now, Cookie. Yeah, he's under pressure too because you've been in good form, Daly. Yeah. So I you have. sure you want to touch it unprepared? Righty up. Race three, number one. Three one is. Oh, that was uh, Davo's tip. Star Sparks. 
Okay, that'll do. Star Sparks with race five, number five, which is Bartoselli uh, for John Thompson and Nashra Willer, $3.70, favourite with Tab. Uh, Cookie, go well against the Panthers, mate. Thanks so much. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Damien Cook there, South Hooker. Gee, I'll tell you what, Big Mal game. is right, though. That Those hooking four. position. Oh, that that is going to be... Very, very difficult. You know, the other in, thing... In, that, in the fair income department. That selection, oh. where it becomes really difficult, is... Like, we had this conversation not long after the origin, and if you're picking the team then, the Australian team, it's very different to when you have to actually pick it. So, again, we had the conversation about the halfbacks. You know, Queensland win the origin. Do you have to go with Cherry Evans? Yet, look, six weeks, eight weeks down the track from when we have that mm. conversation... What did Penrith go on and win the comp and clear his best on ground? You know, yeah. it's it, it, it just it, that's the key with selections. Actually, when you need to select your team, and the other thing, you got injuries. Like we're coming into finals footy, like, blokes are going to be injured. Yeah, plenty of water to go under before Definitely. that squad is selected. Definitely won't be picked till after the grand final, surely as well, will it? So, so half the conversations, you, you don't have to put the umbrella up. It's not raining yet. Mm. You might only have two hookers to choose from. You know what I mean? Very good, Michael. Very good. <laughs> Why I'll never be a selector again. I've had my time. No, thank you. Cookie's still my number nine. You loved yeah. being selector. I nearly swore on radio. <laughs> oh, my God. How did that not come out? Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking for a second. Uh, I've got a couple of texts to read here. Hey, boys, love, to, love the show. Speaking of Drive to Survive, it was great for the first three seasons, but the last series was edited so bad that they were making up their own storylines and making out that some drivers hated each other when that was far from the truth, says Josh the Dalmini Posty. I watched the first season and then... Uh, did you watch? I haven't seen it. No. Yeah, no, seen it was it. good. You can understand why people, you know, really got on board. Uh, just on Kyrgios as well, boys. I'm not a huge fan of Kyrgios, but I tip my cap to the way he's played over the past couple of months. I think it needs to be mentioned that he's missing the Davis Cup because his mum has been unwell in hospital recently. He's spoken openly in the past about how much he loves the Davis Cup. Cheers, Griff, and that is a, a fair point, Griff. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he has mentioned that. You know, he's obviously his parents, but I think both parents haven't been that well. Mm. Uh, so he's keen mm. to get home post the US Open coming up. He uh, had that win this morning, but uh, Australia taking, well, for the Davis Cup next month, we've got Demonor, Kokonakis, and Ebden and Purcell, who, of course, won at Wimbledon, didn't they? Uh, as our doubles pairing, looking towards uh, the ties in Hamburg. Well, they've ruined the Davis Cup anyway, the format, the way it is now. Nothing like it used to be, but uh, no, that's a fair text from Griff on Nick Kyrgios. We've got to get to a break, though, and don't forget we have Mannix Hunt, the 18-year-old from Bar Calden, from the Bar Calden San Goenas, who has done amazing things to get his team off the canvas from the brink of folding to winning a premiership. Just this new uh, live wind and weather data uh, service that the Australian Turf Club is offering. So you just go to australianturfclub.com.au and uh, there you'll see it. Basically, just uh, click on the main tile on the homepage, live wind and weather data, and uh, you'll find it there. Uh, Live wind and weather data. Go to Royal Ramwick and uh, that's where you'll find it. The new app where you can check the live wind and weather data to help with, hopefully, help with your punting. And it's all starting with the Wink Stakes Day this weekend. 
and the final fields later today for the first Group 1 of the new season. Should be a cracking day there on Saturday. Now, as we mentioned before, we've got Menix Hunt, an 18-year-old, coming up. He was 18, yet captain coach of the Barcaldon San Gawinas. Barcaldon, by the way, the hometown of Sky Racing caller Josh Fleming as well. Uh, calls there naturally in Brisbane. He's a Barcaldon boy, so we'll speak to Menix Hunt shortly. Uh, just this morning in the tennis, mentioned Nick Kyrgios won, and also Alex Demonor, unfortunately, Tanasi Kokonakis, who qualified uh, for the event, got through to play Yannick Sinner in the first round, but he was beaten uh, put up a great fight, lost in three and a quarter hours on court. And uh, it was 7-6 uh, in the decider, 8-6 in the tiebreak. Just some team news, some big names to co- come back this weekend. Uh, firstly, with the South Penrith game, you've got Lachlan Ilias returning and also Campbell Graham. Dylan Edwards returns for the Panthers. Liam Martin and Latrell Mitchell have been named by both clubs after well, suffering injuries, the ankle injury for Liam Martin last week, and Latrell Mitchell, the groin uh, complaint after training the other day. Now, also coming back this weekend, Mitchell Moses for Parramatta, back from a broken finger. Jerome Hughes is back for the Storm. Matt Moylan has been named for the Sharks. They've also named Andrew Fafita and Connor Tracy as well. Big Tino is back for the Titans. Joe Tarpany, uh, Loz, who's been one of your favourites this year. Back for the Raiders, among the big names returning for round 23. Yeah, fingers crossed he'll play this weekend. Um, they've got to travel to Newcastle. And I know people think that the Raiders will just turn up. Newcastle are, are going ordinary and they win. But this is a tough game, in particular given the circumstances at the moment with what's happening up there in Newcastle. I, was, I think we saw a couple of weeks ago a committed performance against the West Tigers um, under adversity. Uh, when they had a bit of drama surrounding David Clemmer being stood down. And I can just see this being a tough game for Canberra if they're not switched on. So they've got plenty to play for. They should be winning it and keep their season alive. Okay, so I mentioned the story before, but just to give you some background again, Bar Calden is in central Queensland near Longreach, about a 12-hour drive from Brisbane or about 1,070 k. So... The local rugby league team there, the Barcaldon Sand Goennas. They play in a comp which only has five teams, but the Sand Goennas heading into the season, well, basically they were struggling for players and the club was on the verge of folding. He was 17 at the time, now 18, Menix Hunt. But Menix, young Menix, went, well, we're not going to let... What else am I going to do? I'm not going to let this club fold. So he went and found players. Found players and people to help the club got everyone together, and by the way, he became captain coach, playing against men, and in the end, they've got through the season. Not only did they get through the season, they got through to the grand final against Blackall, and they won 14-10. I'm pretty sure they've been celebrating since, and so they should be. And joining us now on the line from central Queensland is young Mannix Hunt. Mannix, good morning to you. How you going? Yeah, really well, thanks. Great to have you on our show. And just take us back to the start of the season. And what was the point where it was like, we're not going to get a team this year? And what was going through, I guess, your head at the time? Oh, well, it started as the first couple of training sessions. Um, well, I was just a volunteer coach there at the moment. And, um, yeah, he was saying how they couldn't find a coach and a few players, lucky a few players. So, um 
had a chat with my old man. He was like, oh, why don't you put your hand up? And I was like, yeah, may as well. So, yeah, that's how it all kind of started. Where'd you find the players from, buddy? Like, again, take over captain and coach is one thing, but then you had to go and find a team. Uh, pulled, a, pulled a few old fellas out of retirement. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I had a few few contacts. So, um, yeah, I've got a few fellas here and there. Mannix, what was the, the goal at the start of the year? Was it just to get a team out on the paddock and keep footy alive in Bark Holden? Or did you think, you know what, no, we can win the comp? Yeah, the first goal was just to go out and enjoy the enjoy the weekend, have a good game of footy, and just be with your mates, I guess. But um, at the end of the season, when we started, you know, starting to come together as a team, it was like, well, we can win this. So yeah, it's just dug deep and then made it happen. What was that feeling, buddy? Like when you uh, when you end up winning the GF? Oh, uh, it's indescribable. Eh? It's my first grand finals, captain, coach, and for like. An A grade side, so it's kind of hard to describe the feeling. As a junior, when you came through there, did you win competitions? Uh, juniors out here is pretty much the same. You, you, some weeks you don't have many players, other weeks you do. Um, the juniors only goes up to like under 14s, and then after that, you got to travel six hours both ways for a game of footy. <laughs> so it's, um, footy's pretty scarce out here. For teenagers and whatnot, so um, yeah. And I could imagine you, you know, you had to convince blokes who probably live on cattle stations, you know, a fair way away to come to training and come to games, and, and I guess to a point where, well, we need you to commit every week. So, like, what sort of distances are blokes travelling? Oh, there's distances all around. I think some fellas have got to travel in 60k, or it's all. All different because sometimes they live and sometimes they um, camp up in town or sometimes they're out on properties working. But um, yeah, most of the time travel around nearly sixty k to come in the train. And and you know how important in a local community and a small community the football clubs and the role they play within the town. And um, and 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 if you lose a club. And it falls. Usually, there's no coming back from there. So you knew the importance of keeping rugby league alive and well in Barcaldon, didn't you? Yeah, footy's a big thing out in these small communities. Like, there's not a whole lot of sport. And um, a couple of younger boys, I reckon, they'll get up to a bit of mischief. Mischief. So, um, try to keep it as live and um, yeah, just give something for the boys to do on the weekends. I guess. Where to next year, buddy? Captain, coach again? Same team or the old boys go back into retirement? Um, hopefully the same team, a couple of new young fellas coming through. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have a good side next year, hopefully. Mannix, what is the range in ages? Like, I'm guessing you're one of the, the younger players in the team, but how, what about the older blokes? How how long in the tooth are they getting? Uh, it goes from 17-year-olds up to, I think, 47s up that end, that near, near 47s, yeah. So, the wide range of... Um, age in between the, the fellas, eh? And uh, that grand final against Blackhall, I think you trailed as well, didn't you? Had to come come from behind to win that match? Um, I think we are even at half time and then we both scored, uh, yeah, it's not too much in the memory at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Still celebrating your 18th, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, um, 
we're all tied up at half time and we didn't let them over in the second half and we got over. So, yeah, it was an intense match. And not only did you uh, win the game of, of football, you also did a wonderful thing for a lady in the local community, a lady by the name of Viv. Can you tell us about Viv and what the club and the players actually did for her? Yeah, she's like the queen of league out here. Um, she loves footy. Um, she had a car out here and the car was covered in stickers, Broncos, Danga winners. She's a massive supporter. And um, yeah, she had a car crash. And so we donated half that money to her to, to the new car. So yeah. And she's 90 years of age, is that right? Yeah, 91 next year, I'm pretty sure. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and who's looking, I guess, all the admin at the club, as Loz, as you know, it takes a lot to run a footy club. Uh, how many sort of people are you getting to help you just with the general day-to-day admin, et cetera? Um, well, there's Reese Peacock, the, um, the president, and then there's Renee and Sarah Milligan. They do an awesome job in the um, committee, so... Um, they they run all the behind the scenes there and they've done a fabulous job all year. Then um, I got a few family members helping me run the, the training sessions and whatnot. So I got all the, the support all around. So yeah, it's been going good. And talking of that support, then Menix, how was it like your first training session? Because I'm assuming you would have been a little bit nervous. But when did you start to feel comfortable in the role? Yeah, first couple of training sessions were a bit bit nerve-wracking, but um, after that, I sort of got the hang of it and just um, did what I did when I was younger, I guess, and just did what I knew. And you're, you're, are you yourself, you're an apprentice electrician, is that right? Yeah, working under my old man, so yeah, apprentice electrician. And growing up, who were your favourite players and your favourite team, Maddox? Uh, Brisbane Broncos are my favourite team, and I've stayed down in Lockyer. And, and as captain coach, obviously you get to choose the position that you play in. Do what you want. Yeah, do what you want. <laughs> Miss training any time you want. Were, no, were, were, were you a goal kicker? What yeah. number did you wear? Um, I play a bit everywhere. Um, usually start in halves and then make my way into the forwards. So um, pretty versatile, but yeah, couldn't, couldn't kick though. Oh, you didn't put your hand up to goal kick? No. Mate, you need oh. some break. Captain, <laughs> coach, front rower, halfback, 5'8". You need a bit of a break. What's the goal, though, buddy, for you? Would you like, like, did you enjoy playing more than coaching, or what does it look like for you moving forward? What would a dream be for you? Oh, I just love footy, I guess. So whatever needs to be happen, I'll make happen. Beautiful. No, great stuff. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do, and I, I don't know, you know how f- anything signed by former New South Wales captain and coaches get treated in central Queensland, but we'll get Lobs and also Clarkie. We'll get a big sports breakfast pack. A uh, few hats, few stubby holders, etc. Uh, get them signed and get them sent your way, mate. So thank you so much for talking to us this morning. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. No, thanks so much. Mannix Hunt there. Amazing. And that Remarkable. is the kind yeah. of story yeah. that the that's... authorities need to listen to to not let clubs die. Mm. That's how footy survives. That yeah. is, and, and as Mannix said, if we didn't have footy, you'd just have a lot of blokes getting up to a lot of mischief. Yeah. Oh, that is a great story. 17-year-old took it upon himself to captain coach because he didn't want to see his team fold. Yeah, amazing. And called on a few favours from blokes that had been in retirement to come and (laughs) help out. And they rallied, they supported, and they went on 
and won a competition. And they just fell into the finals. I think they'd lost four or five in a row. And then, you know, things were, were going pear-shaped. But then they rallied and won some games towards the back end of the season. And they went on and won. So well, I can only imagine the celebrations too up there. It sounds like he's still going. Oh, yeah. A combination yeah. of winning the comp oh, and heroes. turning 18. <laughs> so Bar Corland would be what? 2,000 people? If that, uh, yeah, yeah. I think thousand? I saw around fifteen hundred. I think, mm. but that is proper. You know, you're talking huge cattle stations up there, yeah. like big, big properties I love outside of Longreach. Love hearing stories like That's, that, and well done to yeah. him because he saved that footy club. Yeah, yeah. So they've had they've they've snuck into the finals, and then they've had the charmed run, and. Uh, Unfortunately, Mannix couldn't remember much of the grand final. <laughs> but he turned 18 during the season as well. So, And he said the blokes, some of the blokes are up to 47 years old. So they got to training. And they got this whippersnapper going, you know, probably starting to tell them to do some drills. Going, Come on, mate. Give it a rest, youngster. <laughs> well, Good what a success. Mannix Hunt, well done to you. No name to this text, but uh, my cousin has done that at Tumbarumba Aussie Rules Club down your way lots mm. this year. They were about to fold in the whole league too, I think, and they got beat by 30 goals every week. Then this year, he rallied the boys, and they're undefeated. First week of the finals of this week. So some great stories out there, isn't there, in country yep. footy and across all coats. Do yes. you Yes, morning to you. Morning, Midday. Morning, Loz. Morning, Pup. Jamie, welcome back. How good's rugby league? I'm just reading this story. I hadn't uh, hadn't seen this one. Um, have you Loz, been that... to Bar Calden before, Dave? Oh, I have. I actually yep. have been to Bar Calden. I've been um, up to uh, sort of that central part of, of Queensland, Longreach, around there. Mm. Um, it's it's good country. Uh, it's yeah, they they breed them different out there. They certainly do. Oh, it's, a, it's an unbelievable story for a young 17 year old lad to think about the town and how important the footy club is to the yeah. town and didn't want it to fold so he took on the role of captain coach and pulled blokes out of retirement at 47 <laughs> years of age and you know they, they didn't um they just scraped into the finals and then they went on and won it mate i know you're a uh, you hearing that sort of story and knowing what you're like and pup you're the same you, you know you never forget where you've come from uh, so I don't know if you, if you can make contact with this bloke. I'm surely every bloke in rugby league would want to uh, have a yarn to him and whatnot. But um, go on, that, yeah, that producer of yours is a gun, that Will Davies. Get well, Manning Tan on the program. Well, give Tommy on, Hobson actually went and got him. The great <laughs> oh, Tommy Tom got him. The great Tommy yeah, Hobson. We've spoken to him this yeah. morning. Oh, I didn't realise you'd spoken yeah. to him. About two minutes ago. Oh, there you go. How good. <laughs> Listen oh, to the program often. Oh, mate. I tell you what. I've just been. Turn it off, FM, mate. Turn it off, FM, and get back oh, onto us, would you? That'll do me, honestly. Seriously, Cole and Jackie O, give it a rest. Mate, I've just stepped straight in. Don't into get it. the big sports breakfast at Coogee, eh? I had no idea. No, no worries, idea. mate. What about Jono? What about Jono goes, did you hear that uh, before? And I said, yeah, I heard the boys talking about it. I heard Mido talking yeah. about it, and I've, I've jumped on, and I've seen... Yeah, we just um, spoke to him then. Vince Regari's article. I'm thinking, how good's this? Oh, they'll get him on for sure, and... Well, you have. We'll get that on the podcast, folks. Jump on <laughs> Spotify, Whisker, uh, Apple. Brilliant. How good. Um, oh, boys, I'm going on tour next week. I'm, I'm getting in. Now, the van, our, our Sky Sports Radio van, that, for those that have seen it, is usually white and it's got all the Sky Racing sort of logos. They've changed the van and its colour scheme 
because we're doing the Kosciuszko Tour. We're going to be heading up to Mwoolumba. We're going to be in places like Wagga. We're going to Nowra, Goulburn. I think, Loz, you and I are going to be in Jindabyne for a little special Thursday evening. We'll talk more about that in a, in a couple of weeks' time. But it's going to be focusing on some of the big names that are in this Kosciuszko. And, Mido, I know you've been pushing the tickets, the $5 tickets for $2 million up for grabs as well, which is uh, just extraordinary. But I'm going in the van with Benny Whedon, who is our tech. And what I need from you guys is some advice over the next couple of days on a playlist. I love getting on the highway and putting the tunes on. So I need to know your go-to highway tunes. Now, plenty of country songs being thrown my way already. You know, a bit of Alan Jackson, you know, a bit of Chicken Fried, Zach Brown Band, all that sort of stuff. But I just need to know from the three of you because I thought, Maybe we can create this sort of Kosciuszko playlist and then share it with the listeners. And maybe they can even throw in some of their highway favourites. Because we all love music. No? We don't no, like no, the It's kind of a Charlie Pride. <laughs> Honestly, Pride. Do yourself a favour and listen to Charlie out <laughs> yeah, of respect. Yeah. I still can't believe that. Randy Travis. Randy Tra- Who's Randy Travis? He's an American he- country singer. Okay, I've got, got a uh, playlist for you if you remember. want something a bit more modern, DS. I can, yeah. I can well, forward I'm, you that. I'm looking at, gonna, I'm going to, how about this bit of homework, guys? Just over the next couple of days, Flick us and even the listeners just can text in some songs that are good for, good for the drive. And then we'll recreate a bit of a playlist. How about that? Beautiful. Release an album. <laughs> Maybe start with our podcast like, and listen like to Hadley. our interviews. We're going to do a Hadley you know, country music album or something. <laughs> Sky Sports Radio. <laughs> Tunes. I could see you on the front cover, Mino. <laughs> no. With the Akuba. Be good. You, you, um, know the, you know the Charlie Pride story, though, don't you? Yeah, would he know? He doesn't no. he didn't listen to our show this morning. So, he definitely didn't listen to it six Pride. months ago. Yeah. Oh, when Clark in Laws spoke about him all Friday <laughs> morning. This is about, what, two years ago? We did a ago. eulogy yeah. for him. Spoke about yeah. him all morning. About reciting well, songs. He died that weekend. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. That's incredible. incredible. I thought that was, we did. I thought his family would have been very proud. And at the time, and just to show how sensitive we are here at Sky Sports Radio and the listeners, I think Laurie was in a bad run with his multi at the same time as well. So he was just being criticised for everything. Anything that was going wrong in the world, it was Laurie's fault. Yeah. You know, oh, Laurie, you've stopped the multi. Oh, now you've stopped Charlie. Oh, man, what's going on? So, hey, boys, on the show today, John Thompson, Mitch Cohen, Les Bridge. Now, we talk a lot about Nature Strip and we talk about uh, Eduardo. Going to chat with Les about Classic Legend, uh, the grey ticking over nicely. He had a good quote uh, the other day with Race New South Wales uh, and also the, the team at News Limited saying, well, it's between me and Nature Strip. This horse has come back bigger and better than ever and I think that I can knock the best sprinter off in the world. The rest are just running for, for third and fourth. So we'll chat with Les this morning. Matt Dunn will join us. Richard Litt, we're going to see Profondo back at the races on the weekend. So we'll chat with uh, Richard. And Jamie Lovett, uh, the Australian Bloodstock team, they are flying. Every time we, we check a race at the moment, uh, their colours are winning. So uh, they've got some big options on offer for sale on Inglis. And uh, we're going to chat with Jamie about what's ahead for the spring too and, and how many internationals they have purchased and maybe we might see representing them both in Sydney and, and down south. So good show coming up, boys. And, gee, you had a good program this morning. You know, I tuned in at 530 <laughs> And uh, I just, I just loved every moment of it. You know that first session when you boys are just on firing on all cylinders. Pup sort of can say all the controversial stuff because no one's listening, and then sort of come more shallow uh, when we get to uh, later in the morning Many. and the DMs start rolling in, and Loz is just up and about. It's just the three of you, honestly. And what about Jamie? Have, have you spoken to Jamie this morning? 
naturally? Uh, yes, we have. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah, we did about half an hour with JR. You get the whole show. Half an hour with Jamie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How good. So what, this is all on Wooshka and Spotify? Yeah, it will be, yes. Oh, unbelievable. Honestly, I just can't believe it. Boys, go and have a good good Wednesday. (laughs) Go and have a good Wednesday.